welcome to Ask the Therapist, the Resilience Series. Over the next 12 weeks, I'll be releasing an episode every fortnight focusing on how to build resilience. Each episode will focus on one of the six steps outlined in my free download, which is available on the website, sarahdreese.co.uk, which is called The Six Steps to Resilience. I'm your host, Sarah Reese, a mental health nurse and CBT therapist with over 20 years experience in the field of mental health. This is episode five of a six-part mini-series supporting the free guide that you can download on my website called The Six Steps to Resilience. I include the six steps that I generally go through with most of my clients. Of course, everybody is very individual, but I've put together the key things that I most often go through. So if you head over to my website, there's a link at the top of the homepage where you can download it now. You will then be added also to my email list and I send out a Friday piece of mindset mail. But of course, if you're getting too many emails, you can always hit subscribe. It's at the bottom of each email. In the six steps to resilience guide, I show you how to build a resilient psychological foundation so you can feel calmer, in control and focus on more on living a fulfilled and contented life. And don't we all just want a piece of that? In previous episodes, I've gone through steps one, two and three and four. Step one is about getting the basics right. Step two is about starting a journal to begin the journey of increasing the awareness of your mind. Step three was all about knowing your stress anchors. And step four is about being more self-compassionate. And I taught you through a self-compassionate exercise. So you have something practical alongside your six steps guide to support you in improving your mental and physical resilience. I couldn't have had a series on resilience without including mindfulness. It's the fifth step in the resilience guide and no step is more important than the other. They all hold very solid positions for resilience. In this episode, I'm gonna go over briefly what mindfulness is and then talk you through a 10 minute guided meditation. So make sure you've got a cup of tea and somewhere quiet so you can listen to that if you wish to or listen to it in your own time. So let's start with what mindfulness is. In simple terms, mindfulness is the intentional practice of slowing down our minds to focus on the here and now in this moment without judgment or trying to change anything. You can see your mind as having two modes, the doing mode and the being mode. When we are in the doing mode, we are goal orientated, planning, thinking, and we spend lots of time ruminating on the past, what we should have done, or focusing on the future, what we need to be doing, what we should be doing. And we just forget how to be in the here and now, just in this moment. Our minds can get locked into really unhelpful patterns and grooves like for many of you listening to this podcast now at the moment the likelihood is your mind's also doing something else and attending to something else or you're doing something else we're used to really ramping up our productivity and our activity always in this doing mode mindfulness trains your brain to focus only on the present moment. It allows you to drop down into just the being mode. It induces a sense of acceptance and makes our mind more attentive towards our feelings and needs, along with being able to gain distance from unhelpful thoughts and patterns and thinking styles. And what does this mean? Well, this means that those unhelpful thoughts or thinking 
styles and patterns just don't have then the same negative emotional punch which can go on to trigger low mood. When you are being mindful, it's like being a spectator of your mind, just observing everything from a distance without judgment, not trying to change the way you think, think in a certain way and don't try not to think. It's just noticing what's here in this moment. There's no right or wrong. If your mind is busy when you practice mindfulness, which believe me, it often is, that's completely normal. And generally we start mindfulness practices when we're busy in our lives and things are chaotic because we hope it will help our minds. So we generally do it a lot with a very busy mind. What's important to know is that the active ingredient of mindfulness is noticing that your mind has wandered, that you are thinking, and then bringing your attention back to your breath. In that moment, you are observing your mind, getting a bit of distance from your thoughts, and instead of just being pulled in this direction or another direction with your thoughts, you are noticing your thoughts, observing your mind, and then redirecting your mind to where you want it to be. So you can see how this would be helpful for our day-to-day lives. There are countless other benefits to mindfulness. There's tons of research and science that proves the efficacy of mindfulness. So I'm just going to touch on some of the most important. Mindfulness is good for a healthy immunity. So your brain impacts your physical health because our brains and our bodies are joint. They work together. So if you have a healthy mind, it's also good for your physical health. And we know that within just eight to 10 weeks of practice, our immune systems get stronger. Practicing mindfulness reduces the negative thoughts and negative patterns of thinking. So when we learn to observe our minds, rather than just get caught up in each and every thought or worry we have, we improve how we feel and we open our minds to be more balanced and to choose the thoughts and thinking patterns we have. And when we do that, our thinking styles move to a more positive, balanced direction. You learn that your thoughts are not facts and that you don't have to engage with every single thought that you have. You can train your attention to be where you want it to be rather than constantly being hijacked by those thinking patterns. A regular mindfulness practice reduces stress and anxiety so you're going to feel calmer and more content and more in control as well. It improves our memory and concentration and therefore our ability to learn which is why lots of students are encouraged to practice mindfulness. Mindfulness actually thickens your prefrontal cortex. So if we we did a brain scan now and then in eight weeks time, you'll actually see the changes in your prefrontal cortex. So you can see that on brain scans. That's if you practice every single day for eight weeks and you're looking at about 15 to 30 minutes a day. So it's like taking your mind to the gym, improving its overall function, memory, concentration, problem solving skills, all those things improve and your ability to learn improves as well. We know that it improves our moods as well, because when our minds are healthier and not caught up in negative thoughts, we are happier. There's good research to show that if you've ever had depression, we can easily more easily have depression again and that's because when we get depressed we have negative patterns of thinking and it's kind of like a road well trodden once you've gone down those negative pathways it's a bit easier to go down them again 
But when you practice mindfulness and you get some distance from your thinking, you're able to notice when you're going down one of those negative pathways and just move yourself off. So we know that it reduces relapse rates by about 50%. It's as effective. And I think there's evidence to show that it's more effective than antidepressants in reducing relapse rates for depression. So it works. So let's look at how you can start mindfulness. All you need is a regular practice and you can use apps such as Headspace or Calm. There are lots of resources on YouTube and if you just Google the word mindfulness, lots of things will come up. There's a book I really like and I was um, lucky enough to train with Professor Mark Williams who um, works down, I think he might have retired now, but he worked down at Oxford University and did a lot of research in Bangor University and he's got a brilliant book called Mindfulness Finding Peace in a Frantic World. He's also got a website associated with that book called franticworld.com. It's a brilliant website, lots of free resources available there. So with just 10 minutes a day, you'll be improving your mind and your well-being. And they say if you cannot find 10 minutes, if I've just overwhelmed you now saying you need to be doing this 10 minutes a day, then the Buddha would say you actually probably need to be doing it for an hour a day. So the busier we are, the more we need to do it. And the tricky thing with mindfulness is that I don't think you actively notice anything for quite some time. So you're looking at about this eight week mark. And that's why I think lots of people fall away from it, unless you really know the science. You know, I I got to a point where I just couldn't ignore the science. And I eventually, to commit to it, I did an eight week um, mindfulness course where I practice every day for 40 minutes. I did that with the Breathworks organisation that's based all over the UK, I think. I know they have one in Manchester. I'm sure they do it online now. But doing a course like that really made me commit to it. But you don't need to be doing it for 30, 40 minutes. We know that just 10 minutes a day and you'll be able to see good benefits. It's important to try not to wait till the overwhelm and negative thoughts really cloud your mind and block your vision. When you're juggling the never-ending daily tasks, taking 15, 10 to 15 minutes out a day to rewire your mind and give yourself a break, it might feel like an impossible task, but resetting your mind and giving yourself that time, honestly, you're doing something so wonderful for your mental health today and for your future mental health as well. So you're really building up that resilience. Another block to practicing mindfulness is that you like I mentioned before, you just don't have the time. But actually, when we practice mindfulness, because your concentration's better, your prefrontal cortex is thicker, and that's where our logical thinking, planning mind is, concentration's better, memory's better, we make fewer mistakes. So actually, practicing mindfulness regularly will give you more time. It makes you more effective in what you're doing. Therefore, there's no reason not to be doing it. When people come to me for therapy, I regularly recommend they start a mindfulness practice unless they say to me, "This is, it's not my bag at all. That's not for me. But CBT therapists are trained in the most up-to-date techniques and we know what the research is. So many th- CBT therapists will have a good amount of knowledge and experience in teaching and practicing mindfulness. So they're in a great position to help you on the start of your journey. 
Mindfulness really combines well with CBT because when our minds are calmer, we are more able to learn new information and we have more flexibility in our thinking styles, which enhances the ability to develop and build new thinking patterns and ways of being. It provides a great foundation through which the benefits of CBT, cognitive behavioural therapy, and also compassion-focused therapy can thrive. So when we look at compassion-focused therapy, one of the foundations of the practices that we get people to do is start to practice mindfulness because when we calm our mind down, we can then start warming up our minds by bringing in compassion. At the start of any therapy or any change, it always starts with beginning to develop more awareness of our minds and mindfulness provides the perfect platform for this. When you embark on a therapy journey, you enter a period of reflection, introspection, and self-awareness, growth and development. And people often come to therapy because they're experiencing a crisis of some sort, things are chaotic or they're really distressed. These things can really block a growth mindset because when we're in crisis and we're distressed our thinking is really narrowed and we really get caught up on what the threat is or what the problem is and focusing on the problem leads us to think of more ways that problem can evolve and develop and just tones our emotional environment as well so we need to calm our minds and then begin to shift our mindset so calm minds produces calm bodies and calm bodies produce calm minds. When our mind is calmer, we build up more awareness of our minds, which means we can reflect, grow and develop. Settling and calming our mind has to be a priority, especially if you're starting a therapy journey. Mindfulness aids this process and helps us change the development stage sooner when we're in therapy by increasing the awareness. Mindfulness is a very grounding practice as well. You're grounded in the here and now and it moves you from that doing mode into the just being. So you're no, no longer operating on automatic pilot, just reacting to things. You have more choice when you have more awareness. And with this increased awareness also means that you have more control over your thoughts and how your life plays out. Having a calmer mind also improves concentration, productivity, memory, ensuring that you're in the best place to get the most out of your CBT sessions or if you're not going to have therapy, just out of life generally. When you first start practicing mindfulness, expect blocks to come up. Expect resistance as well. So thoughts like, I can't do this, I'm no good at this, my mind is too busy, am I doing it right? Am I doing mindfulness? No, I'm not. I've just been thinking about doing mindfulness. The active ingredient, remember, is the ability to notice that your mind wanders and bring it back to your breath without any judgment. So let's start a mindfulness practice. So either put me on pause and when you have a moment to do this practice, come back to the episode. Or if you're ready, I'm going to talk you now through just a brief 10 minute mindfulness exercise. So to start, sit up, and I'm going to do this with you, in a comfortable upright position. Posture is really important because you're doing it 
from a place of kind of being awake and alert. This is about a mind exercise. And generally, if we lie down, I know lots of people that fall to sleep. Now, if you do fall to sleep, I don't want you to beat yourself up. It just means that as soon as you start to relax yourself, you're falling into sleep because you're exhausted and you need it. So that means that you're overtired. So you need to really kind of inject a lot more rest and a lot more sleep in your day-to-day -day life. So start in an upright, comfortable position. Just roll your shoulders back, maybe rock your head side to side and just either lower your gaze or close your eyes, whichever feels more comfortable for you. And I just want you for a moment just to notice being held by the chair or if you're sat up on the floor, just notice being held by the ground. Just notice what's holding your body. Notice that upright position. And imagine a thread is coming out of the top of your head and somebody has just pulled it up slightly. This just straightens you just that little bit more. And just start noticing your breath. Allow your jaw to relax. And maybe have a slight smile. You might look a little strange, but it sends messages to the brain that things are okay, you're safe. Really lifts our mood as well. And then return to your breath. Just notice the soothing rhythm of your breath for a couple of moments. Your mind will wander and that's completely normal. Just returning to your breath. You might notice where the breath enters your mouth, the rise and fall of your chest. And while you continue to breathe slowly and softly, imagine your body becoming a little bit heavier, so just a bit more weighted and just allow that experience to be there. Just take a moment to scan your body from the bottom of your toes all the way up to the top of your head. Noticing any tension or resistance. If you notice any tension, just notice it. Just imagine breathing into that area of your body for a moment. And 
As your mind wanders, bring it back to your body, noticing your breathing. Notice breathing in through your nose, filling up your lungs, and then breathing out. Breathing in and then letting it go. Just bring to mind a colour that you find calming and just notice that colour filling your mind. Breathing easily and naturally as you do this. In through your nose, filling up your lungs all the way down to your diaphragm and then out again. Noticing your soothing colour in your mind, maybe all around you. Just noticing the comfort of that. The mind will likely be wandering over and over again. So each time the aim is just to simply notice where your mind has been and gently escort it back to your breath. Allow frustrations to go. Not judging your mind. It's just doing what it does, busy, trying to tra take you off track, notice that, bring it back to your breath. Allowing the soothing rhythm breathing of your breath. Your breath is a calming anchor. It's always there, always able to anchor us and slow us down. your mind wanders, just bring it back to your breath. Realigning yourself with that upright position. Just for the last moment, I want you to either bring your hand up to your heart space or just start to think about the heart area. 
And just start to breathe into that area. Imagine your breath going to your heart and breathing out. We know that when we start to think about breathing into that heart area, it just adds that extra layer of calmness to the body. Allowing the soothing rhythm breathing. I want you to just start to wiggle your hands and your toes, roll your shoulders back, your head side to side. Just give yourself a little smile that you've just taken a few moments for yourself, just doing something good for you. And when we are at our best, we are at our best for everybody around us as well. And just raise your gaze or open your eyes, rolling your shoulders back again. I always find that so relaxing. And maybe sit here quietly for just another moment and enjoy that lovely feeling of relaxation. Thinking about what came up for you, what you liked about the practice. Maybe what you struggled with, noticing your blocks and your resistance to the practice. Was there any, I can't do it, I'm not good at this, and that's okay. The practice is noticing your thoughts and coming back to your breath. Enjoy the rest of your day. I feel very relaxed now. I hope you've enjoyed this episode and I will be back here in a couple of weeks for the final episode of the series which is going to be all about gratitude and how a gratitude practice what we need to be including in a gratitude practice and how gratitude can improve our resilience enjoy i hope from this episode you're going to be carrying on with a lovely mindfulness practice and feeling calmer in your body in your mind and having better resilience thanks for listening to ask the therapist the Resilience Series. Don't forget to subscribe and review the podcast and share your favourite episodes on social media using the hashtag AskTheTherapist. This episode was written and presented by me, Sarah Reese, edited by Big Tech Media and produced by Emily Crosby Media.